Hi, this is Dustin's mom, and I've never listened to None Taken. Do we have a start the show one? Or, okay. It's time for you to give me a jack. Yo, I hate it when you say that. <laughs> uh, all right, quick. All right, but be quick. Mm. Alan. Yes. I think I solved social media. Do tell. All right. So what if on Facebook, every certain number of likes or posts that you share or whatever, right? What if every certain number of those, there's an ad? So this way it would create more of an economy or like a marketplace of how you spend your usage. Oh, that's interesting. Right? So if you just work and scroll, I guess you wouldn't get advertisements and they'd lose out on that. But as you interact, there would be ads and you'd be more less likely to just like bullshit if you knew it was going to cost you an ad. Yeah. I, I like it. I do I like too. It. I don't think that it like the incentives line up for the company. The company. As well, yeah. But. I mean, Reddit does that thing where you get karma the more you interact. Right. I feel like it's spend... related to that. Yeah. How did, how does that work? You can spend it. Yeah. You can suspend it to reward other posters essentially. Ah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Is it a coin? They should make it a coin. Sounds there are like coins. Coin. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to hit this button. Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I got- no offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Welcome to None Taken Headline edition. Still don't have a headline show intro. Alan, how have you been? I haven't seen you in ages. I know. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is the uh, this is the New Year's Eve edition, actually. So Ta-da! happy New Year! Oh, wait, hold on. It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> Dog hates this. I'm sure. What'd you get up to? Um, in the future, I'm sure I had a great time. I don't know they exactly. Don't know that it's yet. still Tuesday. <laughs> what about uh, you? What'd you, uh, what'd you? Get I to? went to work. I went to a concert last night, and I uh, hopefully don't work today. I still haven't negotiated as to whether I got Friday off. <laughs> Fun. Well, thank you for joining us, listeners. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, well, hopefully you listen to this while you got ready for your night out, making sure the world's still there. But, there you go. Uh, if you're listening to this on the other side of the uh, international dateline, um, that's how <laughs> it works, right? Uh, sure. Tell us, let us know how 2022 is. Send that back to us in the past via yeah, we appreciate DMs that. in your present moment. This is the only way our time machine works. It's a shitty. Any NFT machine. tips would be great. <laughs> It'd be yeah. fantastic. Non fungible T-shirts. <laughs> uh, did I ask a question? I haven't done a question. Did I do it? Um, oh, no, I did. I think I you fixed social media. Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, then let's get into our show. All right. 
So, starting off with U.S. in world, we actually have a little bit of sad news here. So, South African Archbishop Desmond Tutu died at 90 this last week. Tutu won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1984 for his nonviolent anti-apartheid activism. Um, so, he was well-known. He was appointed by... Um, by why is his name not going Nelson Mandela? Nelson Mandela, yes, is the head of the Truth and um, Truth and this is like reconciliation. Truth and Reconciliation Commission, right? Which was like sort of coming out of apartheid and how they would fix that. Uh, so just quite a luminary. Is that what Twitter um, calls their like court? Oh, it's sort of similar. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it cheapens it a little, doesn't it? It does a little bit. Um, he so was yeah, just, just very Craig sad, Ferguson. but he, he had a very accomplished life. He did a lot of really good things. Uh, he died of, of prostate cancer, I believe, mm. which he was also an activist <laughs> in saying that, you know, trying to get out in front of that and letting people know to get checked. He was also um, 90, so, I mean, good on yeah. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you're getting old. That's what they say, right? Like, like uh, most men that don't die from unnatural causes die from prostate or heart attack. Like, it's just, it might be something else, but those are the things, like... Like, it's something from that. That's what um, one doctor said to me, and I never forgot it. I hmm. don't know how true that is. Uh, you know, he used to come on. He, I think there was like a week straight where he was a guest on Craig Ferguson. No, no, no. He was on Craig Ferguson, and he was the only guest. That's what it was. Um, and we like Craig Ferguson on this show. We yes. have a lot of Easter eggs in this show, in our intro and stuff that reference his old talk show. Um, that's not really relevant to Desmond Tutu, but that was a, a good... Um, you know, it was a good showcase of him in like 2008. So still very old and um, just like so vibrant, full of life. Makes you feel like you're lazy. <laughs> yeah, I hate definitely. People that make me feel definitely. lazy. So that's too bad. Hey, but, just before we yeah. get to the next one, uh, uh, sort of breaking t- just as we're recording, uh, Harry Reid just passed as well. Um, Democratic senator formerly of Nevada um, just passed today. So I think wow. he was also in his 80s. What? Did he die of prostate cancer? Since I just said everyone dies of prostate cancer, let me uh, not gonna laugh at that. that okay, that's fine. This literally yeah, like no, dropped no. as I was as we we're getting yeah, on the show. Yeah, um, he died. He was eighty-two years old, and don't let it be COVID, Pan- Alan. Pancreatic cancer. God actually. damn it! The goddamn pancreas. Isn't that what <sighs> killed Steve Jobs? Yes. Or is that pituitary so. cancer? They all start and... with a P. See, we get rid of these P words and we live forever. That's what we need to do. Possibly. The University of Hong Kong removed a well-known statue commemorating the, oh, Tank Man, right? The Mm -hmm. Tiananmen Square massacre. I moved along. I apologize. Um, So this is considered a politically sensitive topic in mainland China. Holy shit. This is really depressing. Like, so they cited external legal advice and risk assessment. This was the University of Hong Kong. This, you know. Totally independent, not affiliated with, you know, China at all. You're reading. No, it's 100% affiliated with China. I know that, yeah. Um, the statue itself uh, was... I can't believe it existed. Yeah. you it's... can't find it on the internet. Isn't that what they say? Oh, there's a picture of it. No, no, no. You can't find it on the internet in China. Oh, no. In China, you can't. In China, yeah, there's no way to... You can't really well, find out you... much about well, Tiananmen how, Square How, how are both those things true then? How is there a statue to it? And you can't find it on their internet. Is that propaganda I've heard? Like, have we no, both it, been susceptible to that? So in Hong Kong versus China is different, the internet access. So yeah, you could find it in Hong Kong, not in China. Um, 
in any event, yeah, they took it down. This is, I mean, we're sort of seeing this advance of China just continuing to push and push and push um, towards changing Hong Kong, being more aggressive to Taiwan. Um, this just seems like another lo- sort of step on that ladder of where they're headed, and it, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's not settling to hear the reasonable people that convince you not to worry about it say all the things that they said about, like, Stalin and Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe President Biden signed the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act into law. We've already discussed this on the show, but it's it's now in uh, officially law. Formally banning imports from China's Xinjiang uh, region unless firms can prove that goods were not made with forced labor. So um, uh, we'll see where this goes. I think it's a, a useful step. I, I mean, I'm happy that we've done this. I don't know how. When you say it's a uh, useful step, do you think it's something that'll be built off of? I mean, government things don't go away. That's why we don't like government things. Or by we, I mean me. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I just think that at least acknowledging what's happening there is a useful thing to do, is a good thing to do. Um, of course, China's come out, you know, completely against it. Says that we've lost our minds, and that they're all they're really trying to do is provide these people it's with education like, you camps. Know, Alan, they're, yeah, they're and, uneducated, uncivilized savages. Yeah, we have to give them education and jobs so that we can, you know, improve the economy there. And to those um, that don't know, Uyghurs are Muslims living within China's borders, and that doesn't really work well with what China wants in terms of controlling populations. That's right. And they, uh, now, when they were communist, <laughs> when they were out and out communist, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, they still are, but you follow me. Uh, religion was like... Complete, <laughs> Before they were capitalists, too. You mean. It was like completely banned, right? Like, re- yes. How, what's the state of religion in that state now? It's still mostly banned. And that's why, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, a major winter storm hit the western U.S. over the weekend. Uh, I'm under, I'm understanding from you still ongoing, knocking out power and prompting road closures across parts of the region. Alan, how cold is it? <laughs> uh, it was about 40, I think, uh, when I woke up this morning. It's pretty cold. It's I 75 mean, for here, here it's today. Pretty cold. It's 75. Over. It's 75. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. That's wild. Christmas Day, 73. Uh-huh. Wow. It's been in the 70s every day since Christmas. It's insane, dude. Shorts and t-shirts this time of year. That's pretty crazy, and that doesn't bode well for her, uh, tornado yeah, season that's either. that's all I'm thinking about now. Yeah. Up in uh, okay. Washington only State, where my, where my dad lives, they got like six inches of snow, I think, wow. on Christmas. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's what that storm did there, huh? What, how was yeah. it where you live? Uh, just Any cold, more shopping cart incidents? Wait, what? Remember your shopping cart story from last week? Oh, no, I did not. You lost your shopping cart and you went by with your car and you picked it up. We talked about this. I did not have any more shopping cart incidents. I believe there was some, like, a dusting of snow on Mount Diablo out here, which is kind of cool. When was the rain worse? The weekend before or this? Weekend before. Really? Okay, well, that didn't make the news. It did. It definitely rained throughout the entire. You curate these stories. Oh, just, it's not all about you. I understand. Okay, what else (laughs) happened on the West Coast? (laughs) It rained throughout the entire week here, but it wasn't nearly as heavy. Okay, all right. Well, I didn't have any audios of a guy cussing in a parking garage, so I can't talk. You want to do this next one? <laughs> Airlines canceled thousands of flights over the weekend, including Delta United and JetBlue, canceling over 10% of scheduled flights oh. on Christmas Day. So was this COVID-related? 
Yeah. Uh, U.S. flight cancellations continued for a fourth day, driven in part by Omicron-related staffing shortages and winter weather in the Pacific Northwest. So it's not just sports teams with staffing issues. No, no. So actually, we'll... I think we might talk more about that when we get to the COVID chunk, and maybe okay. we save it for right. when we get all right, there. All right, I'll, 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 I'll remind you about your airline stories. <laughs> okay. Former Minnesota police officer Kim Potter was found guilty on two counts of manslaughter over the fatal shooting of motorist Dante Wright in April. We played the audio from this last week on our Wednesday show of her crying on the stand and the kind of they've been deliberating, and that came through in the meantime um, in, in, in between in the middle of last week. Uh, you know, it seems like a, an appropriate penalty for what she did. I've heard other people be more sympathetic saying, you know, that, you know, well, cops are going to quit all over the country and people are, you know, they feel like they're under assault if they can't make mistakes. It's like, you know what? I, I don't know about, I can't, I won't speak for you, Alan. I think that that's the type of job that when you make a mistake, you get held accountable for it. I think that that might mean, prison time that might mean losing your job that might mean but it doesn't mean that you get your back covered every time you make a mistake i think that the consequences are too high and i and and now if that sounds like it's harder and harder to fulfill those positions then maybe we should have less police and now i don't think that that should translate to more crime but like i'm not saying that like why would you lower the standards of what you would accept from a police officer you're paying them to not kill you also yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, You're paying them for their this, judgment is what I mean by that. So this follows the uh, the Derek Chauvin case also happening in Minnesota. In fact, it was the same um, AG that tried this case as, as that one. I think the verdict here was a little surprising. It came out uh, the day after we, we recorded, and I heard a lot of you know lawyers, talking heads, etc., talking on cable news that they were really surprised by this verdict. Um, it, this... You know, it's kind of a rare thing. It doesn't happen very often where cops actually are held accountable for things like this. Um, so I think it's a good precedent. Um, to your point, you know, if if that means that, you know, police are concerned that they're going to be held more accountable for their actions, well, good. You should be. Like, that's that makes sense to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, overall, I, I think this is a good outcome. Yeah, and, and like... I, I can't help but think about the times when people say like, oh, well, I know someone that's a cop and like they always have these stories of someone in, like, like it, obviously on a case by case basis or especially like in a small town, like policing is just different. Like once you get to a big country, like it becomes a military and you have the problems you have within militaries just, and it's a population issue. It's a population issue of staffing. Like it's hard to get that many qualified people to do that job. And that should tell you something about what you're asking them to do. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose there was a frontline episode a couple of weeks ago about um, policing in Utah. That was very interesting. Um, it included um, some of the like behind the scenes of, of rookie cops being trained to do their jobs. I found a lot of that mind blowing. It's it's available for free on I think YouTube. If it's, audience wants to check that out, Frontline's it's, it's a PBS insightful. thing, right? What's that? Because Frontline's a PBS thing. It is. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, all right, your turn. France announced new COVID-19 restrictions after surpassing a record 100,000 daily new cases over the weekend. Oh, I didn't mention we're in the COVID chunk now. (laughs) This Um, is a big chunk. So, so yeah, essentially these restrictions are if you can work from home, you must. And they're limiting public gatherings to um, less than 2,000 people, which doesn't seem that restrictive, but that's what they're doing. Okay. So, wait. 
So you can't leave your house unless you have to, but mm. 2,000 people can do that. No, no. If you can work from home, they're requiring ah, companies gotcha. to okay. so, make their, their, their people work from home. Much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Israeli health officials recommended a fourth, a fourth COVID-19 vaccine dose for people over 60 to boost protection against Omicron variant. Meanwhile, cases of the highly contagious strain have started to decline in South, Af- South Africa. You set me up, man. I got to read these first. So I say my South <laughs> Africa first. I mean, that's good. Uh, so where we first heard about it, it's it's already tapering off. Uh, yeah, so, it looks so like we've seen a peak and now it's starting to, to tail. It's kind of a double taper. So it tapered up and then it tapered off. You know how I feel about those double tapered ones. <laughs> right. Indeed. So Israel actually is, uh, they started a small study this week, uh, like 150 um, medical personnel were given their fourth dose to sort of see what the implications of that are. Um they were one of the first countries to really get vaccinations going. So obviously it makes sense that they'd be already, you know, testing to see whether or not this fourth dose would be uh, useful or beneficial. So we'll see how that goes. At some point, I, I think that like people make a lot of jokes like, oh, you're going to have your 23rd dose, your seventh dose. Like um, I, you, you, you hear how skeptical I am about a lot of this stuff. So like, don't just isolate this thought if listener, like I, mm. I, I feel like maybe four would be the max. Like at some point it's going to, the disease keeps weakening as it mutates and clearly it's a matter of containment. And if these porous vaccines eventually kind of contain it and the, um, I, I just don't think they should be mandated, uh, boosters at that point though, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think it tends to like, eventually it's going to be like the flu shot yeah. where, you know, you should, you can we choose to get it or not. There should be enough immunity that they don't feel threatened to threaten us with mandates. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Moving on. The Supreme Court said it will hear oral arguments on January 7th in two cases challenging the Biden administration's vaccine or testing mandate for large businesses uh, and vaccine mandate at healthcare facilities that accept federal funding. We've kind of covered this. So it's throughout. coming up. It's coming up next week, though. It'll be like right before we record next week. Um, It'll be a couple of days after. I mean, it'll be a couple of days after. Yeah, yeah. But it is coming up soon, so we will actually get to see what those arguments look like. And I believe this is like an emergency um, hearing, so I think we actually might get a um, a verdict from the Supreme Court sooner than we would on a lot of the other things that they've heard on this docket recently. Right, right. Because the other stuff we're not going to hear until like. May, June, something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. this might be a quicker turnaround. Yes, right. Which is kind of weird. The implications are pretty high as well. But yeah, I mean, you need, Definitely. To, get a, you need a quick answer. Uh, preliminary studies from the UK and South Africa suggest that the hospitalization risk from Omicron is lower than other COVID-19 strains, with estimates ranging from 30 to 80% decrease. So 30 to 80% less hospitalizations. Uh, you know, I get it. You shouldn't just listen to Dustin on a podcast, but it's kind of what I've been saying. <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, we've s- said on the show a number of times, I think that it seemed like there was a good possibility that this would be the case. Um, we're now starting to get data. Right. About a I month- just followed that up with, so maybe we shouldn't overreact. And everyone else said, so there's a chance that it might not be that bad. So just in case, let's put in mass mandates and shut down all indoor dining or whatever California did. Uh, so there's um, 
we are now getting data about a month into this new variant um, that seems to indicate that that is in fact true. Um, and so I, that's a good thing. All, all things considered, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's the second best way of handling it. Yes. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> oh, I win. Okay, I'm going to make it. You know what? I should throw a party for things like this. Uh, really <laughs> I think I'm going to skip the next one and okay. go sure. go to the Yeah. Okay. So, the CDC cut its recommended Wait, isolation. Wait, you're going to skip that? Hold on. The FDA authorized Merck's pill it only gives 30%. That's bullshit. Why would they authorize that? Uh, it's only recommended if other authorized treatments are unavailable. It's like a Oh, you know what? Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Then why do they exist? Because that's that that's perfectly fine in my preferred world where the FDA doesn't get in the way of shit like that. And people can say, look at all these other things don't work. Can I just fucking have that? But why don't they do that for everything? Like, I don't know, testing at the beginning of a pandemic. All so we could be more up to speed than we are now because of all the bullshit we're going through with testing right now. All I think right. that all indicators uh, about around this pill are that there really aren't any very negative side effects. So, you might as so well it's like if, if, it, if it's chance. not going to be problematic on one hand and, you know, there's a chance that it can help um, and, you know, really not causing any negative side effects. Okay. It's the last resort. And, yeah. you know, that's well, good. Fine. Well, they should do this more often and quicker. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm, I don't, I'm not mad at you. I don't know why I'm saying it with such an <laughs> no. attitude. Your turn. <laughs> so I think this is probably the biggest um, COVID, COVID news story, yeah. out of a, a recent times. It's here. at least the most like worth sharing, clarifying, getting out. Cause like my family members didn't know this. Yeah. So the CDC cut its recommended isolation period for people with COVID-19 to five days down from 10 if the person is asymptomatic, noting that most transmission generally occurs in the one to two days prior to the onset of systems and symptoms, symptoms and the two to three days after. Also, it recommended a quarantine period for people exposed to COVID-19, so not necessarily testing positive, just that we know that they were exposed to it, uh, to five days again uh, for unvaccinated and certain unboosted people, while recommending 10 days of strict masking for boosted people. So th there's been some controversy around this. We talked before about all the, the flights that were canceled, um, and I think... And those flights were mostly canceled because of staffing issues, right? People that tested positive and so had yeah, to they quarantine. Weren't right, right. And, and, and like the frivolous version of this is like the NBA has not having enough players. And, sure. And so they're like, well, this guy's unvaxxed, but he doesn't have any symptoms. So I guess we can let him play. Uh, NBA uh, has experienced NHL. Yeah. Uh, Major League know. Baseball, even though they're not playing right now. The Premier League and college and, football, all these bowl games at the there was a bowl game in San Diego today that got canceled hours before it started. Yeah. So. So here's the thing, right, is that. So strictly speaking, we are aware, I think it sort of hints at it in that first headline that the virus can still shed five days after you test positive. Um, that can still happen. But what they're saying is it doesn't happen very often, and if you're asymptomatic, you're probably okay. Um, you should still mask up, but you know it should be all right. So, so there's a, but there are, is a lot of people pushing back and saying, look, this is just like the CDC sort of kowtowing to industry yeah. and being like, oh, well, we're going to shut down our airlines, so let's just change the policy. Um, that is how it they, sounds. But it is, does. Does it only sound that way when that's what you're listening for, or do you think that's what it sounds like? Well, I think that there's science doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? right. There are there are lots of considerations here, and, yeah. and maybe people that would argue against me would say that 
we should have been thinking about that for a long time. <laughs> like, okay. like, and maybe, uh, maybe we shouldn't have had kids not being able to go to school if we, we understood that the science didn't exist in a vacuum for them either. Um, et cetera. There's lots of arguments that could be made there. And I, I'd be willing to, you know, to talk those through. Um, and I might agree with some people that would argue on the other side of them. Um, but I think it makes sense for now. You know, also one of the things that they had an issue with was medical personnel, you know, just hospital staff, testing positive they're asymptomatic they've been vaccinated a lot of them have their third shot already um and if they have to quarantine for 10 days you don't have staffing to staff your hospitals and people are sick or you know need medical care so that was a problem also that was being addressed by the cdc in this change so it sounds like to me you know at the beginning um you know there's been a clip going around of rachel maddow from about a year ago saying like Mm -hmm. Uh, the vaccines allow you to not transmit it to anyone. We know this. And people are sharing that saying like, look, they've been lying to us ever since the beginning. And it's like, no, that's Rachel Maddow. She's not the most informed. And that's what she <laughs> assumed was the case. And that, and that's to be fair, well, that was what we assumed. I'm getting, I'm getting somewhere. By the end, you'll agree with me. Okay. So I, what we're seeing is the promise of the vaccine and then finding out the real boundaries of its effectiveness once it's implemented across a population. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding is, okay, it's not perfect, but about five days if you get sick and you're vaccinated, you're, as opposed to before where we just had to cover that whole thing with 14 days. Mm-hmm. I think the other side would argue here that is that still true for people that were not vaccinated? Like, would it just be five days or would it be less or would it be more? Mm-hmm. They and they would say maybe we're the same and your vaccine doesn't work because that's what they say that the vaccine doesn't work. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that. Not dust. Right. Well, so booster, by the way, you can vaccinated, vaccinated or not vaccinated. It's it's uh, the the caveat here is asymptomatic. So somebody right, who is right. not vaccinated Which is the is case sick. on most people because this is just a fucking cold and we're making a big deal. About it. But if so, if they're still exhibiting symptoms five days post, then they would still need to quarantine is right. what this says. Right. Okay. Um, and I think that makes sense. And that, I think that's where you can include vaccinated and unvaccinated people in the same population. Where I do they, just, what, I appreciate the lack of divisiveness then. What is the recommendation for non-vaccinated that, that no, excuse me. What's the recommendation for people that are symptomatic? That they stay for the full 10 days. The full, okay. All right. Is that in here? Yeah. I didn't hear it. Um, it's okay. It doesn't so. matter. It's in the first one. Okay. The first I mean, so the other pushback, I guess that that maybe I would have here is that, um, why don't we just like have them be tested, and then if they test negative five days later, then we're fine with it. But the problem is we don't have enough testing out there to do that. And the tests um, don't I, fucking work, dog. Like, like <laughs> well, like so my, uh, not uh, well. So I have two, and I won't say which one. There we go. Um, <laughs> okay, so my. Nice girlfriend was sick before christmas and mm-hmm. she tested negative and my brother tested himself four times and got negative all four times went mm-hmm. to the family christmas party without her um and now everyone's sick 
Oh, and like, so is he. Symptomatic sick. Uh, everyone has a cold, and, okay. or every, everyone has a cough that they're having trouble getting rid of, and they've tested positive. So he he came back and he tested positive. Sorry, I didn't say that right. So he did all those negative tests. Then he uh, went home after Christmas, took a test again, got a positive test. Now he's got symptoms. Now everybody from the Christmas party got tested. Half of those people are sick. In fact, I think one of the houses at the Christmas party, everyone at that house is sick. He's just wow. like, He's just like beside himself um and i you know it's what we talked about before where it was like i give me a dog shit test so that i can at least have some kind of backup i Mm -hmm. i still want that i just wish there was now i mean if they did this a year and a half ago instead of impeding that process we could by now have good tests like we would be like well that brand's a shitty one i've heard my story about my cousin who lives in trinidad whose brother has huge balls <laughs> and he took four of those and they were negative don't trust that one like sure um were yeah. they pcr or antigen tests antigens they're all they're at home okay yeah the, the rapid ones okay. yeah they're, they're at home ones uh he is waiting back on a pcr one which it'll be hilarious if it comes back negative <laughs> well I, I guess the problem with the pcr test is you can still test positive even like months after right the- yeah, yeah, because it's so, looking for some. It's magnifying. It. We talked about this. That was a yeah. story on this podcast a long time ago. And uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Ah, shit. Trying not to <laughs> say which brother it was. You can bleep that. Okay, I will. Um, my turn. White House. Yes. White House announced on Friday, last Friday, it will lift travel bans on uh, the eight Southern African nations starting. Ah, starting New Year's. Not now. Restrictions were imposed as a knee-jerk response. I added that. You like that? On uh, November 29th to curb the spread of Omicron. But Omicron, you know what? I don't really care about that story. I'm glad they're getting rid of it. I wish they never did. But uh, I agree. The Omicron, I can I do a can I language nerd on you? Can I do a sure. DAQ here and a prompt to just ask yeah, the question? Yeah. So yeah. Um, do you see like a, it, can you divide that word into anything? We're not doing that dumbass uh, moronic or uh, uh, word jumble. Like if you look at that word, how would you separate it if you chose to? Like, is there a way you'd separate it into two separate words? Like the zero micron? You're right, uh-huh. actually. You actually fucking nailed it. So it's not a zero, though. It's an O. So okay. in the Greek letter, there was a O sound that I'm not going to... I'm not a linguist, so I'm not going to do the proper O, right? But mm. then there was like, mm, there's an O, there's an O, like depending on where your tongue is, maybe. And... So in order to differentiate the two O sounds, there's the O mega mm, mm-hmm. and O micron. It's a smaller oh. O. Got it. So in the Greek alphabet, it's, a, it's just a, it's a different O than the normal O, the omega. So it's like the like the big O is yes, <laughs> yeah, and then the the the, the little O, little O, little O. Um, like his <laughs> podcasting career. All right, let's go get something to drink. I'll be right back. You want to go to half? <laughs> yes, let's. All right, talk to you soon. Talk All right, soon. cheers. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind. I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again 
Across the mountains <laughs> of your I did. <laughs> they got rid of that dog. I was oh no! No, that one died, and then Major got. Uh, oh right, right. Given to it's like Commander family friends, and they got another one called Commander. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good boy. Uh, yeah, that, sure one, that other one was biting Secret Service agents. Like, yeah, I, I recall. Okay. <laughs> I have a question for you coming back from half, my friend. I have a question for you, though. Oh, okay. So we talked about the, the Biden's new dog. Yeah. When you see a German Shepherd, do you think cop? I keep, uh, Yeah, like, Paw Patrol. Yeah, big time. Okay. Yeah, that's a cop-ass dog. Yeah. I <laughs> like yeah. German Shepherds, but I still like, yeah, it's probably a narc. Yeah. Yeah. When If other dogs see him, they're like, this fucking guy. <laughs> Definitely. They're like, all right, change the subject. Fucking... <laughs> Hide the weed. Hide the weed. Yeah. Fucking Adolf's here. <laughs> it's a German Shepherd. All right. Um, hey, to any of our audience members who own a German Shepherd, no no offense. No, I want a German Shepherd. None taken. It's the name of the show. I want a German Shepherd, but not anymore. Too much hair. It's a lot of hair. It's a lot of hair. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got a question for you. Do tell. Do you know that, like, in 2021, 2022 listeners, hi, future listeners, future dwellers. <laughs> the Did you know that in the year of our Lord, we don't know where eels procreate? I did know that. We don't. That's we don't. weird. It's, it is weird. Like, think... at all? Like, we just, like, we've, like, you hear cats fucking in an alley, but, like, you can't <laughs> find out where eels do it. Like, we know where <laughs> salmon swim to to have sex, but, like... It turns out the ocean's a pretty big place. Um, so, yeah. there is. Did you see that New York Times story? They did like an investigative story following up on uh, the president when the president was murdered. And it, it's really informative. There was like a list they were going after of what, like contractors or what was that list? Well, the anyway. president of Haiti. President uh, of Haiti. What did I say? You just said president, I think. <laughs> oh, Biden. <laughs> just oh, wanted Biden. to clarify that for <laughs> just said oh Biden again. What was wrong with me? Well, um, um, yeah. Well, wait. So they, uh, I, I forget what's on that list, but maybe you can tell me. But uh, the, my other question is, uh, at some point, it involved the eel trade. Like they, they found some like cocaine place where they were bringing cocaine and eels into the country. Yeah, so essentially the list was a list that the president, former president of Haiti was compiling Donald Trump. Of, of corrupt politicians and businessmen who were involved in this sort of, I mean, I guess you'd call it organized crime. There's no other way to say it, um, in the drug trade in Haiti. But he had um, it like on of, a piece of paper, not like on a word file, because they said he was like a rural guy coming up and he was just old school like that. It sounds like he was probably corrupt and he knew better than to have backups anywhere. Uh, so reasons are unclear as to why he might have done this. That that was a really actually pretty interesting story that I was surprised kind of went nowhere. Like, I, like nobody picked that up. Like, yeah, really? Yeah. They just explained why the president of Haiti <laughs> got murdered. And then basically. nobody repeated it. Yeah. And it confirmed uh, the Colombian store or not. Was it Colombians where the guys yes. were getting trained from? Yeah. It confirms yeah. the mercenaries and everything. Yeah. Or so the eel thing that. was essentially that these people who were smuggling in drugs, or hiding it and saying that it was part of the eel trade. They're actually smuggling in eels. Um, they found this uh, this air uh, airstrip in the middle of nowhere 
uh, in Haiti where they're bringing in drugs all the time. Um, and ostensibly what they say they're bringing in is, is eels. Which oh. is, that's how that was tied to There's it. There's got to be some eels. <laughs> yeah. Are they doing so eel sex trafficking? Are they where eels actually, fuck? So it's actually tied no. to the former president before this guy. Donald Trump? No, no, no. Not oh. the former not president of Haiti. Tech, bro. Uh, before this one was murdered. His family, his wife, and her brother are involved in all of this. Um, seems like, especially her brother, is, is seems like sort of a kingpin in the drug trafficking into Haiti. Wow. Um, and the fact that the, this president was going to expose that um, is the right. reason that he was murdered. Right. So, all right. Yeah. Sounds like a terrible place. Oh, didn't Donald Trump call it a shithole country? I said Donald Crump. Let's move on. <laughs> Um, econ. I think I feel like did I do the last one? Yes. yes. Okay. You're so. President Biden signed the bipartisan seven hundred and seventy billion dollar National Defense Authorization Act into law yesterday. Yuck. The annual defense spending bill includes a two point seven percent military pay raise, and represents a five percent increase in military spending. I guess the part of this headline that's annoying is that. There was a bipartisan $770 billion defense bill. Like, what, we can agree on this. We can't agree on any right. like, stuff that actually helps people. Yeah, like, I'm also pretty sure you said $770 billion. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they asked for $715 billion. Oh, it's, way, it's above the ask, yes. So they can go $60 billion over on this. But like we need more they, tanks, Dustin. Clearly. Yeah, but like they can't budge on anything in like they can't s- split apart, build back better, and just put some of that through instead. Like, yeah, like I people forget about that. I know I'm the libertarian on here, so people I'm probably the bad guy to a lot of people. It's it's really easy to think that we are like borderline Republicans. Like I just want to be really clear. I there's a lot of government spending I'd like to see go away, but what you think I want to go away is the last thing I want to go away, except for that new child bill, because that's bullshit. Cause I want to pay for you. I <laughs> don't want to pay. I don't want part of my paycheck to go towards $400 for every kid that someone has and no means test. That was a bullshit bill that that's why I don't want that to go through. But like, like other than that, and you could probably name another thing that I don't like, but other than those two, like the last thing I want to see go away are, you know, things that help out poor people or things that help out, um, what, like services that help people that are disabled. Like, oh, I don't, especially like, I mean, just the insulin stuff. Yeah. Like, I had a friend right. who was, um, stuff you never asked for. And we live in a country where it's like, we can help out with that. But like the la- but the first things I want to see go away are things that just blanketly, like, I, I don't not want old people to get paychecks if they need it. However, I think a blanket social security system is bullshit and we're seeing we're seeing why that won't work because you have population issues. But if you means test and you gave it out to the people I mentioned before, sick, poor, uh, people that can't help themselves, I don't know, that, that if you means test that in some other way, that's much more effective and I I you know, I I that's not a hard pill for me to swallow and I wouldn't complain about that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, when I was talking about the insulin thing, I had a friend who was um, who would ration their insulin um, based on their economic situation, and like that's not something you want to see right. in a first world country. Right. Like, and the cost we pay for insulin here is like that's a couple tanks. Stupid. That's literally a couple tanks. Like, you could yeah, fix all literally. that with a couple of tanks. So, like, that's the type of shit. Like, I'm never going to be in a hurry to get rid of that. 
I'm in a hurry to say, hey, how about you don't give them an extra 60 fucking billion and we accomplish some of the shit that we say we can do here? Yeah. I think like a couple of those shaves off that would have paid for all these um, college tuitions, which I think they were ideologically opposed to ever doing anyways, just in terms of like I talk about uh, probably on last on yesterday, Wednesday's show. But like, you know, I say there's Bill Clinton type Democrats that are still in office. That's kind of an average Democrat. They're not going to be okay with just giving away forgiveness on tuition. That's not the type of politician they are. But within their party, when they all just wear one hat and we just make generalizations about them, that's something that the other side assumes about that side, which is, it doesn't help. This is so dumb. Why, why can't we have... It's, you know, it's funny. Like, I met with some friends last week, a uh, week before last, who are certainly Democrats, um, certainly left-wing leaning, college graduates. And they're like... Yeah, I'd like to see like tuitions be lowered. I'd like to see some some of this, you know, student loan forgiveness. But also, like, I paid for mine. Like, are they going to help me out a little bit here? Like, right. like, I know. What are you? Uh, where are we at here? Uh, population growth. I think it's you. Okay. Um, the U.S. population grew by 0.1 percent over the last year. Wow, that's hard to imagine. Um, so the year in this ended July 1st. Wow, still like peak. Peak Delta, right? Marking the slowest growth rate in the nation's history. Oh, well, I, if I read the whole sentence, I wouldn't have had so much commentary. <laughs> the Census Bureau said the slow rate of growth can be attributed to decreased net internal, international migration, decreased fertility, and increased mortality. And also, like, the economics of, of the current, like, state of living. Like, like you people... choose are, to reproduce, yeah. Because they can't afford it. Yeah. Like, because... Because don't worry about that. Texas is about to get that all pushed through the Supreme Court. We're going to have a bunch more babies, Alan. Because <laughs> cost of education, cost of living, cost of everything is like crazy. Like if you look at what it was for our parents' generation or the generation before that, and compare it, even adjusting for inflation, it's it's just wildly off the charts. Yeah. So there's reasons for this, um, and, and some, you know, we've talked before about how I think the governments have an incentive in. Uh, some level of population growth or at least maintaining a, a level of population tax harvesters that's what some of that stuff's for uh and it's not a good thing when you're you know when your population starts to decline drastically that's that's really bad for all parties involved well, thank you, Alan. That's a very good point that is bad when populations <laughs> decline um but where are we gonna put them? Oh, this is bad for the government. <laughs> It's bad for. I think it's bad. For I mean, it's a bad uh, indicator of a nation. I mean, at, health, at right? some point, yes. We don't want to just keep more people, more people, more people. But yeah. um, there's there's a level here we have to find that's a balance and yeah. equilibrium. Well, you know what? I'm kind of glad to see we took a break off during the pandemic. Your turn. <laughs> President Biden. Wait a second! A... All these people were at home with each other. You'd think they would have been like. There's been all these pandemic babies. Have you ever seen elephants fuck? Sorry. Um, pres <laughs> President a, Biden a extended show. a pause on student loan payments through May 1st, affecting 41 million borrowers. The moratorium was set to expire on January 31st after after prior extensions. 
Um, that was so, funny because Saki was getting grilled about that, and she like stood her ground and was like, "Well, we're going to revisit it." Well, no, I, she was like, "No," but you know, the president's made. She gave like a non-answer answer where mm-hmm. she talked in circles like twice being asked it, and then like three days later, the president's like, "No, no, no, we'll pass that. That's fine." <laughs> well, this is definitely something that he campaigned on. Um, so, I mean, this is this isn't a lot. This is what five months um, more. Um, yeah of pausing this these student loan payments i mean the government's taking actions on omicron if they're gonna do that then they need to let people be forgiven of if they're impacting people's ability to make a living or the economy in a way that will affect people's ability to make a living then yeah you can't ask them to behave as usual then i agree okay i would prefer they don't fuck with people's lives but okay but this is also say they never did so say the government didn't take any of those steps. Mm-hmm. I would let's see student loan. So student loan payments. Yes. Oh yeah. Fuck it. Like you, you shouldn't <laughs> have gotten to a deal with a fucking eighteen year old. That yeah, like that... I, I said it last week. Like everybody's like eighteen year olds. Like they you know you're getting free money and that's why you got to still be held accountable to it. It's not it doesn't get cleared during bankruptcy because you know it was too risky for them. It's like what's well, stop 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 just. Maybe, maybe don't. I mean, maybe that's the case is they should just really stop loaning all these money to kids but, <laughs> or accept that you might have to lose all the money. Like, or maybe don't buy as many tanks. There's that. Or just too. don't buy as many tanks. Yeah. That goes back. Good callback, Alan. Uh, mine. Yes. 1400 union workers. Oh, this is good news at four Kellogg plants ended a 2.5. <laughs> I read the words in front of me. Ended a two and a half month strike yesterday. Or la- God damn it. Wow. Okay. Can I start over? Yes, please. 1400 union workers <laughs> at uh, number four Kellogg plants ended a two and a half month long strike last week mm-hmm. after approving a new five year contract with the cereal maker. This is good. We can buy Frosted Flakes again and not feel bad about it. This is, this yep. is, there's progress. a lot of things that were like subsidiary of Kellogg that people forgot about. Oh yeah, I I think that they sponsored a bowl game, like something under their name, their umbrella. Yeah, yeah, and people were like, "Oh, but I don't want to go to that Kellogg Bowl, but I guess I will." (laughs) I've heard at least one person on Twitter say that. Wow, that's not a real person, right? Yeah, it's probably not. It's a bot. Anyways, that's good news. This is good news. Yeah. All right, moving on. The S and P five hundred closed at an all time high yesterday, following a month of volatile trading amid global spread of Omicron. Um, what was the number? The 69th. Number... It's the 69th high this year. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. So, uh, it's the, so I kind of jumped through that. So yeah, it's the 69 times this year, the S and P has hit a all time, all time high. Yeah. Yeah. Which you just want to say 69. Again. The most since 1995, which means there was 70 plus times that year, which is cool, I guess. Six also sounds vol. That's a sign of volatility, right? Yeah, uh, to a certain extent, but overall, it's been positive. So. Okay. There wasn't a pandemic in 1995 that I remember. I read that book, Outbreak. That movie, Outbreak, came out around then. <laughs> All right. Uh, Amazon reached a nationwide settlement with the NLRB that will allow its warehouse workers to organize more easily. Amazon is the second largest U.S. employer with about 750,000 workers. What's this mean? Uh, National Labor Relations Board 
So oh, so they're saying that their that their tactics were making it harder for workers to unionize. They'd be facing more things like what was going on in Alabama if they had different tactics in their workplace, according to NLRB, and they settled somehow. Is that kind of what that means? Essentially, yes. Okay. So they're allowing their employees to freely organize without retaliation um, if they choose to. Don't you think that if they retaliated like the way that that sounds like, that there'd be like a lot of obvious evidence? Mm. I mean, I just call bullshit. I feel like it's really popular. Like the internet would love to spread your video around of your manager and like intimidating you or all, you know, you follow me, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure that that would easily go viral. Um, I think that in a closed I, environment, I'm certain it happens. I'm certain it happens. Like I've worked in just average retail, not even this, which is admittedly, I agree is probably a much higher stress environment. Yeah, and I think in a closed environment where they have so much control over what their workers can and can't do in that place, and they're monitored so closely that it's... You put your phone on record and keep it in your pocket, though. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I would, and I'm not a fucking boy genius. Like, (laughs) I just, I don't know. I I feel suspicious of the... I'm I'm sorry. I feel suspicious of these claims. Like, I, I just... They pay you more than anybody ever paid me to work in retail. Mm Mm-hmm. And that no, adjusting true. for inflation, like, like, okay, well, these are literally the drawbacks. Like I've chosen not to work at companies that I know treat you like that too. There's companies that put cameras in your van facing you while you're driving around. I don't work for those companies. Like mm-hmm. that's the same. That's similar. You know, that's so that they can monitor you and make sure you're not slacking off. Like, like I just don't go to work there. They pay more. I don't, that's not, a, that's not more money to me. Isn't worth that. I'll, right. I'll make Be- money else another way. Right, because you're you're evaluating the entire um, experience of, of working for that yeah. company as opposed to just how much your paycheck's going to be at the end. I of mean, that. I'll clearly say I would never want to work for Amazon. I'm just saying, like, if I yeah. was an entry level worker and looking at McDonald's paying me maybe fifteen dollars an hour for entry level work, like unskilled, you know, or I can go here and they'll pay me that much. I feel like that's like. It's by definition compensation, and I feel like that's that's a, that's meaningful and effective compensation. And I think that if it turns out that there's crap about working there, well, I bet people early on didn't know that, but we all know that now. Mm, yeah, it's pretty, pretty pretty widespread knowledge. I think at this point, I don't know, man. Like, I, I definitely think that Amazon has some shitty business practices. I also, you know. I'm not going to like boycott Amazon. I'm still a right. prime member. It just, it kind of reminds and, me of people like suing McDonald's for making them fat. It's like, you didn't know that that's how hot. this was. Like, that's how this was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. This feels like maybe progress. It, it definitely feels uh, yeah. like if they were doing the something last... to prevent people from unionizing. Then I, I, I mean, sure. And they settled. So obviously like there's an agreement like, so good. I, I agree. It does sound like progress. Over the last year, I think we've definitely seen um, a bit of a power shift more to the labor side than the management side, which I'm okay with. I think is probably a good thing. I I think I explained my position on unions last week or the week before, Um, but I'm fine with labor having a little bit more power here. I I think it's probably a good thing and better for civilization overall. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you on that. And I tend to be, I mean, I'm 
I'm I'm more player than coach arguer. You know, like I tend mm-hmm. to yeah, I tend sure. to take the side of of I I know it doesn't sound like from what I just said, but I tend to take the side <laughs> of labor. And I you know what on that note, if I can give a little disclaimer, maybe that's not the right word, but um, you know, we don't want you to tune into this show to hear one of our opinions and go, oh, I like that opinion. He sounds like me, or I was kind of thinking that way, and now I think that way too. That's not what this show's about. There's three opinions here. There's my opinion, there's Alan's opinion, there's your opinion. And we're just trying to bring you some headlines and some context about it. And you leave with a very different opinion than either of ours individually. It's like the entire purpose of this show and our difference of opinion. So if anything I said back there was too spicy for you, like just we're trying to do something here. And if you have feedback for me, I'm open to it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I recognize that I... I defend Elon Musk. I defend Jeff Bezos. I defend Amazon in general. <laughs> it's not popular. And I don't, it makes me, it, I feel cringy inside saying it, but I, I, I'm not defending them. I'm saying things in defense of that side of a news story when I find them to perhaps be more one-sided. Uh, yeah. That very well said. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, we're, we're arguments here based on what's, you know, the way it's a story is presented and then our sort of our take on it um but we yeah, don't want to be one of those shows where it's like yeah you're one of those listeners you must think this way it's like i would no. prefer if like people that liked our shows talk to other people that liked our show they'd be like oh well you see that that way i well i see it more this way and like that's that's yes that's, yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah. definitely all right well um uh, let's do this last one this is actually more of your corner anyways Okay, so let's go into the. How do you say this, Dustin? I, tech chunk. Tech chunk. <laughs> it's tech chunk time. Uh, this one's pretty cool. Scientists discovered an extremely well preserved dinosaur egg in China, yeah. described as the best dinosaur embryo ever found. I see where this is going. Jurassic Park, I'm yeah, sure, is yeah. very jealous. Uh, did you actually see like the artist rendering of what this thing would have looked like? The rendering is pretty cool. Um, it's super cute. Yeah, it is pretty cute. Yeah, it looks pretty. I mean, it looks pretty cool, like just as the fossil itself. Like you, it, that too. it doesn't take a lot of. A lot of times when you look at a fossil, it's like old constellations. Like that's an ox. I mean, I don't really <laughs> see an ox every day, but like I'm pretty sure they look like bulls, right? Like, yeah, this is true. Right, but usually that's what fossils are like. Instead, like this was, um, th- like you, you really could just be like, oh wow, that's a tucked up, curled up thing. little yeah. chicken. So this is an lizard. this is an oviraptor, which yeah. is a, a yeah. They, predecessor to birds yeah. and they actually look really similar also the way they like curl up in the right. egg is kind of similar to yeah. birds um really cool man really yeah. cool yeah tiktok surpassed google as the most popular internet do- domain in 2021 according to data from web infrastructure firm cloudflare what does that mean i so just people find spend more time on tiktok than on google oh, so more internet traffic so that means like as opposed to searching for things and like getting answers to questions it's just like all things google time waste app yeah i know that there's a lot of attempts at like being like informative and there's a lot of informative like rabbit holes you can get on on tiktok but i don't think that that's like its primary function right no. Where I would I, I would say quite literally that is Google's primary function. I have a curiosity. I'm looking for a solution or an answer to that. Right, right, right. That's kind of that is really depressing. I didn't want to be. I thought you were over overreacting at first. And now I'm depressed. <laughs> now you're with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's yeah. a bummer. It's kind of a bummer, man. Yeah. All 
right. The Oculus virtual reality app was the top download in Apple's app store on Christmas. Fucking lame. Suggest- Y'all are late. I've been masturbating on VR for years. (laughs) Then they talk about this meta, and it's like, oh, I want to masturbate in VR. That's all this is about, right? Like, people just want to be able to, like, immerse themselves, so to speak. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I have zero interest in VR for whatever reason. masturbating in it. I just don't find it compelling at all. Like, at least any of the VR I've experienced up to now. Maybe well, we'll get, get on the better. meta together, and I'll show you. Wait. <laughs> Wait, no. Let's, let's uh, not do that. That sounds homophobic, is... Alan. Why are you being so homophobic? <laughs> What's this uh, in other news segment? Oh, so I oh, sent this you was... this headline. Wait, did you have more about the masturbating app? No, okay. no, not at all. So in other news. So I mentioned it either at the beginning of this show or the end of last week's or uh, Wednesday's show that yeah. in Japan... so. So, first headline. First headline. Oh. As Omicron explodes, COVID plummets in Japan, and no one knows ah, why. Yes. And so I sent you that. I was like, this might be interesting. Look into this as we get closer to the show. And then I was like, well, here we are closer to the show, like <laughs> right before we recorded. And I was like, well, let's see if there's any follow-up on that. And all the stories I could find were from the, about the same time that that first headline was from so i was like well those are all probably going off the same information but then i saw something that was three weeks old so older than the headline and Mm -hmm. like the like kind of the middle of the ramp up to omicron and it said that uh uh covid cases are declining across asia I, i thought that was pretty interesting and then i saw right below that uh, a headline that said researchers identify X factor in Japan's low COVID-19 rates. And you know, what's funny about this. <laughs> this is what? three weeks old too. So there's this headline that I start this with that's six days old saying, well, we don't know why yet, but there's these people in Japan that aren't getting sick. And then if all they had to do was like literally do a Google search and there's one two weeks <laughs> older than that. And the, and here's, here's a line from like the third paragraph in that article. By Wait, the way, before you get to that, let yeah. me just clarify that he- the original headline, the we don't know why, is yeah. the Washington Post. Jesus like, it's not, Christ. Yeah. It's not like, you know, fly by night organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, whenever I get one of these headlines, I always like to just kind of like double check the first couple of paragraphs, like very briefly skim through them, but there's nothing important to like the third paragraph. <laughs> so, the third paragraph says, the researchers confirmed a specific immune type found in the lar- in a large number of Japanese people that is one of the causes. They also established the mechanism by which killer T cells, one of the body's immune cells, it says T1 cells, one of the body's immune cells destroy cells infected with COVID-19. They said that the application of this discovery would likely lead to the development of a vaccine that is effective against the recently emerged Omicron variant, which is a growing threat around the world. Okay, so essentially what the researchers in the article you're referring to say is that, um, so when a cell is infected by a virus, um, oftentimes it will emit a, it's called a peptide, right, where um, it emits this thing which can be seen on its surface. It's sort of like, you know how the, uh, in 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 the military, they use that laser where they like shine yeah. a laser at something, yeah. and then that like the cell kind of lases it. itself, saying, "Hey, I've got a problem here," and it yeah. 
it signifies the T cells to come attack that cell. Or yes, okay. exactly. So it's basically it's shooting a flare off right. and, and saying, "Hey, we got an issue." Let's... And is there a different type of immunity than what our current vaccines are using? To... Right, because this is not specific to any sort of virus. This is just the cell saying shooting off that flare, and so the T cells reacting to it. Um, and so in this study, what they found was that. Um, I think like 60% of uh, people in, in uh, Japan had this type of immunity where these peptides were enacted and the T cells recognized it. Sometimes these, basically sometimes these uh, flares are shot off and the T cells don't see them. They don't react at all. In this case, they do. And it's regardless of, of what the um, what the virus is. So any variant it would still apply to. Um, so pretty huge, actually. So the fact that they're working on making a vaccine based on this research is, is pretty cool. I think. No, that is super promising. And what's promising yeah. about it is that that's like what our future um, attack on this virus or viruses like it can be. You know, mm-hmm. we had our initial very impressive response, which was uh, a, a novel response to a novel coronavirus, Alan. It's a novel <laughs> coronavirus. This is uh, anyways, the, and, and, and we ran with that, you know, uh, but, over time, I think what we're finding is there's limits to the effectiveness of those vaccines, and we're finding a different path. I just hope that at this point, we don't have so many sunk costs into the existing uh, vaccines because we've tried to persuade people. Now we'll have to persuade them again that this different one's going to do it, and it's going to have to go mm-hmm. through the FDA again. The FDA probably didn't learn anything with the, taking a year and a half to approve anything. In fact, it still didn't approve it. It was emergency for forever, too. Um, you know, and, and, and they're muddled mess of vaccine rollout and fractures fractured trust from the public if that has all can all somehow be navigated i think that this is a very promising new direction especially uh you mentioned that the army's got a similar type of vaccine mm-hmm. it seems like that's basically what the army's vaccine is attempting to do yeah pretty much pretty much so yeah i Hopefully, I don't fuck it up. Yeah, to your point. Yeah, I, I'm optimistic. I, I will. I'll choose so to be I. optimistic here. Okay. So, in other news, we also have a story about Rand Paul, uh, your favorite, your favorite senator, I, Dustin. I, I know. I know. I'm supposed to like him because I say I'm a libertarian, <laughs> but I, he, he often is not likable. There's so many times where I am impressed with him, but there's just it. I feel like it's more often he bugs me, but. But also, so, I don't. I tend to not like politicians, so I'm shocked that. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So he tweeted. And I'm going to read this tweet for you, and then you tell me like what you think. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the tweet read, "How to steal an election?" When did he share this? Uh, this was I think today or yesterday. No. Because I just saw this. Uh, December twenty eighth. What's today? Yeah, of this year yeah. or last year? Because Jesus, this, this this year. Oh man, Randy. <laughs> so, how to steal an election? Colon. Seating an area heavy with potential Democratic votes with as many absentee ballots as possible. Targeting and convincing potential voters to complete them in a legally valid way. Wait. Okay. And then harvesting and counting the results. He's that, using that, the word harvesting there, and that means other things. Like, vote harvesting is a thing, but that's not what he described in the first three sentences. No, not at all. 
Uh, so literally, that sounds like, like campaign. I like how he says legally. Yeah, well, I think he's trying to be clear, but that clarification kind of undermines that. I don't understand. Like, so so sending at home ballots. Yes, we had a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Now I get that if you want to connect those dots, Atlanta didn't never burn. Um, that you <laughs> would say that as soon as the pandemic hit, Democrats wanted to use that as a reason to vote from home. I doubt it because I don't see them organizing on like a bill that they should want. So I don't think that they could, they could organize in that way. I, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what. Yeah. They're, they're... <laughs> so he said that so... they sent the, they sent the ballots out and then they encouraged people to vote mm-hmm. and that's stealing. That's stealing. That's, that's called that's clearly that's, what happened. Isn't that just campaigning? No. Okay. I don't know. I mean, that's how I mean, political I don't, yeah, that's movements how work. <laughs> I know. That's literally how they work. You blanket an area. It's like, yeah, right. That's what they that's, say in the com- campaigning like commercials. That's, like, yeah, yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. I like, really? Like, this yeah. is how that works. Wow. I, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I he's even... not his father, and um, people want him to be, and he won't. Yeah. He's not Anyways, even the best. I thought that was worth sharing in other news. What? He's not even the best libertarian in his state. <laughs> That's Amash? No, Amash is Michigan. Oh. Um, oh. No, I was I was saying that Massey. I like Massey a lot more than him. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, although Massey was famous a couple weeks ago of his Christmas card, but I don't want to get into that. That's boring to me. Uh, yeah, the, I thought about talking about that. Um, and I was just it's like, just eh, clickbaity. Eh. Uh, you mentioned Amash. I have a question for you. Can I do an impromptu just asking question? Yes, please. Who do you think would win in... And so the the regular shut up, it'll be (laughs) um, it would be Trump and Biden, Mm -hmm. and then the third party candidate being Amash as a libertarian. Uh, I think Biden would win. Oh, why? What what kind of percentage would you give Amash? Oh, um, maybe seven. That would be an amazing libertarian election. We've never had more than five. Uh, or maybe more than six, um, I, I, at least in recent history. Jesus, man, I don't know, man. I think that I think that he has an opportunity to represent America and the people, and and he can communicate differently than the candidates Libertarian Party has been putting forward. Um, I, I think that he might not be most Libertarians' favorite candidate, but he knows how to talk to Washington. He knows how to communicate clearly what his campaign platforms would be in a way that I think would be really hard to undermine. I think, I actually think he could, I, I keep wishing for it. And I know, uh, what'd you say that hope is not a plan? A strategy. A strategy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I'm optimistic. I think that he, if he were the libertarian candidate, I think that we might finally be at that moment where we're looking for a different option. Nobody wanted, like, because what if what what is what is Let's Go Brandon about? It's about people because like you're laughing at it with me, and mm-hmm. I'm a independent voter that laughs at it because yeah, we didn't want Biden. We wanted not Trump anymore, and now we don't have Trump anymore, so we don't want Biden. We never wanted Biden. We wanted not Trump anymore. So like, I think that if we were to have another election where we don't have to feel like if Biden loses, it is still Trump, then 
we might have a chance, but they'll never frame it that way. It will be the most important election of our lifetime in 2024. <laughs> right after 2022 is about to be the most important election of our lifetime, Alan. Well, so I'm not a libertarian, and I, I, I do find some of the things he says to be compelling. So He was I'll, allowed to be one of the I'll managers in the House for a reason, right? Yeah, definitely. Wait, was he a House manager? in the I Detroit? believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I don't have time for these other ideas. Do yeah, you? let's get into media, shall right. we? What have you What have you been consumed? No. What has been in your media diet, Alan? So not a lot. There was a lot of uh, sports consumed over the last week, and also a lot of work. Uh, so it's that tis really, the all season. I, really, all I do is watch a couple more episodes of Station Eleven, uh, which is up to episode five, I think. Now they're coming out on Thursdays, which is weird. Um, I thought it was Sunday. Yeah, it's but HBO. It's not TV. It's HBO. Right, right. That's a Sunday um, thing. Um, I actually, I am liking the plot arc more and more the further I get That's into it. That's good to hear. I don't know if you've looked a little bit lower on the sheet here, Alan, but what do we have here? Dustin's been watching Station Eleven also. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, what's your take? I've loved it. Um, we yeah. watched. So I watched episode one and two. And then mm-hmm. I fell asleep in episode three. Don't give me a hard time. I watched Spider Pants earlier before that. Oh, uh, no. I'll I would give you a hard time about okay, that. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, so I got to go back and watch episode three. It's not the show's fault. I was just tired. I get sleepy. Mm-hmm. The sun's down. Um, the, <laughs> the I uh, you did a good job selling it, especially like the um, the time change. Yeah, the t- jumps in time. Um, I like the way they did it. I just I liked the it kind of I you know I guess my question would be for you I. I I'm only on episode two. I think from what I saw in episode three, there was a little bit of a hint at like not trusting the media. Does that continue? A little bit. Or like also, media distrust kind also, of? Also, c- can I spoil something for you that's not like a plot thing? I, I Sure. David fucking Cross is in this show. No. Yeah. Tobias? <laughs> Tobias from Arrested <laughs> Development? Mr. Show himself? Yes, the Bob to my David, or the yes. David to my Bob. David to yeah, yeah. Aww. That's uh, cool. which I wasn't. Exp- I had no idea. Uh, is he okay? I don't. All right, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's some like robotic android future thing. Okay, wow, David Cross. Yeah. Okay. Do you have more about what you? Is that you? okay? All right. Yeah, uh, I watched. Alan, have you seen Don't Look Up on Netflix yet? No, I haven't. All right, so the big movie that we watched this week that's new that everybody's been watching and talking about is Don't Look Up. Two low-level astro- uh, two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Sports Chalet, Meryl Streep, Chris Evans, Ariana Vente, Jonah Hill. Andrew Carnegie, Neil Armstrong, and both of the Wright brothers. Everyone is in this movie. Wow. I You haven't seen it yet? No, you know what's funny? When you put it on the show sheet, when you said show don't sheet. look up, I thought you were that was like a message. <laughs> no, like, don't. To, I, so that's actually how it's gone when I've talked to <laughs> Natasha about this. She keeps uh-huh. forgetting that I told her that I want to see this. She's like, every time I just get confused that you meant like something by it. And then like by the end of you explaining, I remember that it's a movie, but then I just forget because it was at the end of it. Like, <laughs> right. I, And I was like, yeah, I want to watch this movie. Don't look up on Netflix. She's like, you don't want to look it up on Netflix? I'm like, no, hold on. Let me start over. Um, the, so... Okay, I said what it's about. Dude, yeah. this was awesome. So this is by Adam McKay. Adam McKay, if you'll remember, listeners, he did 
he's famous from Talladega Nights. He's famous from the other guys. He's famous from the big short. You mm, okay. may not have realized it, especially with Talladega Nights, but he likes doing cultural satire that has a message. Um, the other guys was about the banking crisis or the uh, the housing crisis and the, the banks. The big short. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, no. Oh. The other guys, the Will Ferrell, uh, uh, oh, and Mark right, right, Wahlberg okay. movie was yeah. secretly about the um, how, how the investment banking issue mm-hmm. side of that. Um, uh, or, or the, excuse me, the 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 it it wasn't specifically about the mortgage side of it side of it, but it was about how the government bailed all these people out. Um, and of course, the Big Short was about the Big Short itself. Um, so this is, I I need to wait till you see this movie. Uh, so listeners, obviously, I won't spoil this. Um, they warn everyone about the it's a it's a satire about the way that i mean it's a, it's a satire about our current our current media environment they go on a morning show to try to warn the world about us and you know you can imagine how 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 the impact goes when that goes against the media narrative kind of it's that sort of message okay um, interesting and politics layered on top of that you know the sad thing about this movie and the reason i've stuttered so far into this description of it is that <laughs> it is a satire of one of our crises sees, but it's not clear which one. That's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> is this about climate change? Because it was written in 2019 for Jennifer Lawrence's character, and then Leo was read into it. But uh-huh. like, is it about politics? Is it about culture war? Like, it's so unclear, and it's effective for all of them, so I guess the answer is all of them, but... Oh, dude, oh, you definitely sold that shit. I'm watching that gotta this week, see it. for gotta sure. Gotta see it, gotta see it. It's very good. Might be my favorite Netflix movie. It's it's so good. Leo's in it. I mean, come on. And he <laughs> nice. looks like a schlub, so you're like, I could bang 27-year-olds, too. Have you seen that graph where all his girlfriends... <laughs> so they have all his girlfriends age on a graph, and no one goes above 27? I've seen this, Then yes. he keeps getting older. He's the he's Matthew McConaughey from um, Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, all right, I, I also, keep getting the older. They keep getting the same. Yes. They, they yeah. don't get young. Okay. Well, I also watched The Matrix on HBO, which I highly recommend if you have HBO watching that, because if you don't know this, movies that are free on HBO, stop being free on HBO. And mm, I don't recommend paying for it. It's not bad. Ooh. It's not okay. bad. But if you're paying for HBO already... Watch this shit while it's free. Just with get HBO. your money's worth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's okay. it's above average. If you have high expectations for it to be the next great movie in the Matrix series, I don't know who you are. I don't. I literally can't talk to you. Like I loved the story that was told through all three Matrix movies, but the last two were dog shit. Especially the third one. Very bad movies. Third one was terrible. Very bad movies. I yeah. I loved what they. I loved the questions. It was a philosophy movie about free will. Mm-hmm. Like I loved yeah. that. Like that part was so much fun. And for that, it it like it deserves like credit for its storytelling. Um, but if you're gonna say that this fourth one doesn't live up to the previous sequels, I don't know who you are. But <laughs> this is good. It's a retelling, reimagining of it. Um, some things are the I guess you could say new questions are brought up and then answered. Uh, I I was very satisfied with it. I thought it was pretty good. I that's kind of all I can give it. Three out of five, I'd give it a three five, and that extra five is nostalgia. So it's like a three, solid three. 
Got it. Watch Station Eleven, as we mentioned. Um, I don't think I was. Oh, one thing that I noticed. I watched. Oh, I watched Spider Pants. I watched a lot this week, man. I watched the Spider (laughs) Pants movie, No Pants Home. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, I obviously I'm not spoiling a movie that's in theaters. But if you did, you see the end of the last Spider Man movie? Yeah. Did you watch through the credits where Mysterio says he gives away Peter Parker's identity? Yes. So it starts off right there. And so the first, like, I don't know, it's kind of a long movie. I'm going to say like the first half hour is about like dealing with the fact that his identity has been revealed. And you kind of forget that, like, that's not what the whole fucking movie is going to be about. Although, well, um, like it then gets into because like, okay, here's what we all know without any spoils about Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and all of their bad guys show up because that's what's happened in the trailers. So mm-hmm. that's what the sell is on this movie. Not that Spider-Man's identity gets revealed. And they compel you into that bullshit at the beginning of it so well that um, I, I got it was a good movie. But But that dealt with more culture war bullshit, right? So like this movie, Don't Look Up, very strongly deals with culture war and like people saying like, Oh, don't be afraid, be afraid type stuff. Um, so like the virus, I forgot about that one. How did I forget that one? That's definitely another one that it was about. Um, the, the matrix deals with like distrust station 11. I asked, I had to ask you like, does it really mm-hmm. keep dealing with distrust? Little and bit, yeah. Even Spider-Man is dealing with that. I'm optimistic that our pop culture is holding the mirror up to us. The way art is supposed to imitate life and show us something that maybe we can learn from like, we you know when they talk to scholars about it they say oh the stuff that's going on in america right now with this class warfare this is very bad and the bad news is these things always just escalate they don't get better well (laughs) perhaps we are using media in a way that can help us self-reflect in a way that we haven't considered right maybe that's an outside or outside input that those scholars hadn't considered i i am optimistic maybe i shouldn't be i mean i like that i like an optimistic take so yeah, I mean, I it does feel like they are trying to tell us, don't be so manipulated, and here's mm. the way that you are, and this is what it looks like when you do, and maybe it's more. Although, I talked to a coworker about the Netflix movie like the next day, and he's like, I don't know, I thought they were making fun of Republicans. I'm like, God damn it, God damn it, God damn it! Like that's the whole movie is about this. Like, okay, all right, can we get into our favorite segment? It's Teddy time. Oh, yeah, it's Teddy yeah. time. And you well, are go. fucked, buddy. Oh, my God. You are in so much trouble. These are bad ones. I don't, I don't, I normally say I believe in you, Alan. I do not believe in you on this one. <laughs> I, I am a bad well, friend and I gave you a tough game. Uh, to the people that don't know, what is this mm. game about, Alan? So we have three quotes. One is written by Ted Kaczynski, two by Noam Chomsky. And I don't know which one's which. And I have to figure out which one is Ted. All right. We'll go ahead and start reading out loud. (sighs) Okay, here we go. Quote number one. Some people have low susceptibility to advertising and marketing techniques. These are the people who aren't interested in money. Material acquisition does not serve their need for the power process. Okay. Uh, Quote two. Modern industrial civilization has developed within a certain system of convenient myths the driving force of modern industrial civilization has been individual material gain which is accepted as legitimate even praiseworthy 
on the grounds that private vices yield public benefits. Hmm. Okay. Number three, I consider it immoral to be a supporter of a power system. However, that does not mean that I am furious at every at anyone. Scholars per se do not have deeper political insights than other persons and are not morally superior to others. Fuck, man. Uh, there's an aspect in each of them that sound like Ted Kaczynski. Aren't there? Yes, there definitely is. <laughs> I am so proud. I it, I don't know that they'll ever be this difficult again. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm running out of source material with Ted. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh, be he's too sick obvious. and in the hospital. He's in a hospital uh, that is known for like prisoners that just die. So we, oh, wow. he may not be long for this world. And I'm 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 trying to not act sad about that. Low susceptibility to advertising and marketing techniques. People aren't interested in money. Does not serve their need for the power process. Private force. Private vices yield public benefits. I don't know. That's to me. That's something Chomsky would say. I mean, I could see Ted saying it too, but I'm going to say that's Chomsky. Okay. So that leads me. I love your process. What's that? I love your process. Okay. It's like one of my so, favorite things that's come out of this. So like, I like one watching in three. your skeptic mind work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one in three is what I'm left with. Supporter of a power system. Doesn't mean I'm furious at anyone. I'm going to go with number three. As Teddy? Yes. So I'm going to reveal the name. I know. I, I've got to be wrong. It's Chomsky. God damn it. And what was your other option? Your other guess? So I would take number one would be Teddy then. Am I wrong here too? No, I was right. <laughs> okay, was a tough one. I was close. I made sure I had a test uh, Teddy one that I no, it doesn't have system in it. I've looked for Ted quotes that have system, and then I look for Chomsky quotes with system, and it's just to <laughs> fuck with you. But usually I try to put system by all all three quotes with system. Yeah, yeah, that. that was fun. Yeah, it was that fun. was definitely tough. Yeah. Oh, you got a good quote. Let's do a let's do a good quote. Okay. A common mistake that people make when trying to design something completely foolproof is to understand the ingenuity of Under, complete fools. Underestimate. Oh, what did I say? Understand. Oh. So good, a good, common go, mistake go that people a, a common mistake that people make when trying to design something completely foolproof is to underestimate the ingenuity of complete fools. <laughs> Douglas Adams, one of my favorite authors. Hey, guys, that's such a good turn of of, of words, which is not the phrase. Uh, right. That, right. God damn it! I'm complimenting him and flumber, flum, flumbering, fumbling the language. <laughs> well, we did two shows today, and that's the last line I'm going to have on this one. I'm going to stop. <sighs> no, don't stop. We got to say no offense. None taken. Shit, we nailed. That it. was fun. That was fun. It was a good show, man. Yeah. Hey, happy New Year, people! Happy New Year. And may it bring you uh, tidings of what? Cheer? Something with cheer? No. Uh, Happy New Year, you old clock tower. What's he say? (laughs) Happy New Year, you old savings and loan. That's Merry Christmas, (laughs) isn't it? Happy New Year. What are you going to do this year, Alan? The same thing I did last year. Oh. Except hopefully with less masks. Uh, You know what? That'd be a win. That would be a win. Oh, um, 
I'm going to I'm going to do this podcast with you. I'm going to go to yes. sleep first though. For sure. Do uh, that. Drive safe, Alan. Cheers. God bless. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron and if so why? I come without explanations or solutions. <laughs> Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. God bless the United States. Now this is podcasting.